You walked to church, you came to church, you walked into church with needs, with confused minds and broken hearts, with sickness, with just a lot of stuff. But the answer to that stuff is here. And we can preach and we will preach, but we're going to take a moment. We're not going to just sing about things and then let it go. you got to believe what's being sung, and there is a faith that's rising in this place. And I, I feel a little bit like Paul who was preaching one day and he caught the eye of a man who was lame. And the Bible says Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. If you are here right now and you have just any type of faith in your life, if you have an understanding that there is a God that loves you, there is a God that has the ability to touch your life, to heal you, to deliver you, to strengthen you, to bring uh, peace to confused moments. This is that time right now. You can come to a front. That's one way you can exercise that faith. You can lift up your hands where you stand. That's one way you can exercise your faith. But would you right now, in the middle of this holy moment, would you lift your voice? Would you lift your hands? And would you begin to let God have access to your life? I don't know what your need is. I don't understand maybe what you're going through, but he does. And if you're in this place and you need a touch of God, if you need a miracle in your life, would you be willing to give him access right now into the presence? step but I've got to make sure you believe I've got to make sure you're in the right place I've got to make sure you're ready for what God's about to do come on just reach out to him in your own simple verbiage in your own simple way would you talk to him Jesus I love you Jesus I know who you are you are the deliverer you are the healer you are my savior you are the messiah right now come on there's faith rising in the atmosphere you are about to see signs and wonders and miracles and this is that spoken of by the prophet Joel in the last days saith the Lord I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh Let your faith rise for a moment. Come on, see him as he is. Seated high on the throne. Surrounded by majesty. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. In the name of Jesus, by the power and the authority of the Word of God. We come against every cancer right now by the name of Jesus. Lord, this is that. This is an apostolic Holy Ghost move of God. And right now, as these ladies are laying their hands upon Sister Allison, 
I pray in the name of Jesus, by the power and the authority of the word of God, we stand here believing and understanding. We say to that cancer right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke you. We cast you out. Lord, you are working a miracle right now. Come on, there's a miracle in the making right now. There's a healing virtue that's flowing right now. If you're in this building and you're battling a sickness, all you have to do, you can come and the elders will lay hands on you and we would do that gladly, but you don't even have to. You can lift your hands and your voice right now and in faith believing say, Lord, I have a need and healing virtue will flow in the name of Jesus. There's healing in this place. There are miracles that, that we can look back where God has healed time and time and time and time again. We see, we know he's a healer of cancer. We know he's a healer of diseases. We know he's a healer of broken hearts. He's in this place. But you gotta give him room to move. You gotta give him access right now to your life. He don't just do it without you asking. He doesn't do it without your permission. You've gotta say, Lord, I believe. <laughs> In Jesus' name, there's healing. In Jesus' name, there's healing. It's all right, pray one for another. Pray for your family. Pray for your spouse right now. If you know of a need, it's all right. There's, there's faith that rises when we pray one for another. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I'm watching prayer warriors begin to operate in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let that faith just begin to rise. I'm watching elders right now that's walked a few roads, but the devil thought he could have them, but they're still here. And I'm watching elders right now in their own way beginning to worship. There's something powerful about that.
Aleluia. 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 You ask maybe what's going on. I'm not 100% sure I can explain what I understand and feel in my heart. But Lighthouse, you have positioned yourself to see things you've prayed about, envisioned, and dreamed about all your life. We've talked about revival. You've heard about revival. You read about revival. We quote the Bible verses about revival. But you have positioned yourself for God to be able to do what he wants to do. I've got a sermon and I'm, I'm going to preach it. But I'll be honest, I felt, and, and God didn't give me great direction. So I kept going in what I was working on. But I just felt that there was a, uh, an unction of the Lord that was going to be here today. Every revival starts in several ways, and it's always the same. It starts with hunger. Lighthouse, we have that. Bible says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And there is a deep hunger within this congregation, a hunger within every age and every demographic of our church. There's a hunger. Because of that, you positioned yourself for God to move. The second thing there is, is there's prayer. We're working on that, but we're doing a whole lot better than we have in the past. When I walk in and before our services, even on Wednesdays before our services, there's people that are filling this prayer room. That's what allows the catalyst of this service to be ready for a miracle and a miraculous move of God. But I'm going to tell you, that's not where it needs to stay. There's some of you that are praying at the at home and 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 you're 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 moving in that direction the bible says when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all there in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven we always talk about the sound and we talk about the holy ghost outpouring but don't forget what predicated that they kept coming together, they kept praying, and they kept positioning themselves for God to do, work a miracle. And then the other thing that begins to happen is there's signs and wonders and miracles that begin to occur. That's why when you hear about these revivals, we have missionaries that come. You hear about these revivals, and they're always going to talk about the, 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 the miracles that happen. Lighthouse, if you've been a part of this church, for you realize there are some incredible miracles that have taken place within this building. There are tumors that have disappeared. There are cancers that have disappeared. There are lives that have literally been put back together. There are addicts that everybody else gave up on, but God didn't. And they're here today worshiping and ministering. We are miracles, signs, and wonders that are here. And it happens because there's hunger, there's prayer, there's, there's discernment, and then there's allowing God freedom to have his way.
where, where if, if you've listening to anything, you realize there's a, 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 an awakening that's happening in Asbury College. And let me just tell you about another college. I'm, 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 I've got a book here. It's called The Winds of God. It's Brother Howard A. Goss's uh, biography. He's one of our, our very first um, it goes all the way back into to the 1900s. But let me tell you what he, he wrote about something that happened in Topeka, Kansas. He said about 40 Christians answered Reverend Parham's call. And the school was known as the College of Bethel. It opened October 1900. Parham was stirred over the doctrine of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He was trying to figure out what does it mean to receive the Holy Ghost. Some had said that you laid on your hands and you received the Holy Ghost. Some said that it was the sanctification. Others said that you claimed it by faith. But he was wondering, what does that really mean? He was so deeply convinced that the church should go before the world with scriptural evidence. And so December 1900, they reached in their studies the second chapter of the book of Acts. And there they were confronted with the important question, what, if any, was the true biblical sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and how should they receive it? For days, the subject of evidence was exhaustively discussed. Various opinions were held, but no one could satisfy their own opinion as to what the correct one was. And he saw that confusion, so Parham finally proposed they let God settle. They were told to take their Bibles and go to separate rooms alone to fast and pray and wait on the Lord. They would consider this question before God for three days undisturbed. At the end of those three days, they'd come together and talk about it. When they got back together, they had, were convinced without an exception that God had convinced each one of them separately and unequivocally during their solitude as they waited on his knowledge that the only scriptural evidence was invariably accompanied by the baptism of the Holy Ghost as recorded in the Bible was speaking in tongues as a spirit gave them utterance. That was 1900, October of 1900. In the church world, just before the turn of the century, they did the turn of the century differently. How many of you lived through the 2000? We said it was 2000, you know, December or January 1st, 2000, uh, Y2K was going to hit. But they said, no, that's not right. That's really the end of the last century because, you, you know, 1 to 100 and then 101. So, it says in the church world, just before the turn of the century, this would be 1901, ministers in their pulpits and Christians everywhere with the press to publicize it had been impressed by God through the importance of the approaching new century. Everyone was stirred. Prophecies were being discussed. Par, or, uh, uh, Goss talks about his own mother stayed up all night knowing God was going to do something. His dad tried to stay up. Nothing happened, and so his dad said, his dad was not a follower of the Lord at that time, and he said, well, nothing happened tonight. I'm going to bed. But his mother said in a low, impressive tone, we'll hear of this. God has done something somewhere, and we're going to hear it. Because it was New Year's Eve, and a clock ticked rhythmically and steadily. This is written by someone who was not there, but was there a year after. He said 10.30, silently, swiftly, the last few hours of the century moved majestically onward to its grand completion. And there, 
in one of the great large rooms of the house known as the Old Stone Mansion. Blazing chandeliers lit up a scene of worship, of adoration, of devotion. People knelt and sat quietly around the room, naturally unaffected as people who have devoted themselves wholly to one purpose. For three weeks they had been waiting there, praying, believing, scarcely knowing what to expect, but yet following undauntedly the torch of faith which had been planted in their bosom. Three weeks, three glorious weeks in which heaven seemed to stoop down and touch the earth, in which the Son of God had walked among them and opened to them the scriptures, He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. How was one to know? There was no sign. Could so important a manifestation of the presence of God take place of the signs without one scarcely knowing it? So they prayed on, 11.30, 11.45, and then midnight of 1901. Soon over the assembled company, there came a passing of the divine breath. A woman began to quiver slightly. The rhythmic quivering of a leaf rippled by the wind. And beautifully, forcefully, there came from her lips the ecstatic utterances, which soon began to become a language unintelligible to the kneeling company. But without a doubt, a language, Acts 2, Acts 4, could it be Possible? Can I tell you that that happened in 1901 in Topeka, Kansas? It began to move on to Galena, Kansas. It went to Houston, Texas, and it went down to Galveston, Texas. It birthed an entire movement in Azusa Street in 1912 and 14 and 16, and it's happening here today, right now, at college campuses all across the world. There are people that are kneeling down with no fear. They're kneeling down saying, I don't understand it, but God, are you really real? Would you show me? something but I'm standing in the midst of a congregation that you are getting to that same place oh yes you've been filled with the Holy Ghost but you are operating in a different realm right now you are operating in an apostolic revival where the Bible says in the last days saith the Lord I will pour out it's happening at your schools it's happening where you work it's happening where you live it's happening in your families it's happening to your friends they are hearing it they are seeing it but you have got yourself to a place where you better hold on because God is unleashing a holy revival it will not be a revival like you understand it will not be a revival like you have ever seen in your lifetime it will not be a revival that's contained to one church but can I tell you you are going to witness to people and they are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and never come to this church but they will unleash a revival in their own churches there are youth groups in other denominations that are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost because they came in contact with an almighty God it is not limited to the Pentecostals it is not limited to the lighthouse but we will be a part of it there's so much more I can show you in that book as I begin to peruse it this book that I've got has, has Brother Goss's signature in it he, he wrote in it and I'm beginning to, to, to read it and the thing that I catch with that, with, with the book of Acts, with Azusa Street, with Ashbury Campus, it starts with prayer. Well, it starts with hunger, but it always goes into a prayer. And then there's signs, wonders, and miracles that begin to happen. And so my question is, 
What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? I'm going to keep preaching. Don't get me wrong. But I don't find too many of these revivals that started with the preaching. Now, the preaching helps. The preaching teaches and the preaching gives instruction. But I don't see too many preachers starting these revivals. I see just hungry saints. Here, let me step off the platform because I want to, it's not what happens behind the pulpit that starts the revivals. It's when you and I start letting God move inside of you. That hunger. That's where we are right now, church. I have never in my 15 years of pastoring this church seen the hunger that I'm seeing right now. But we're starting to see that. And that births into devotion. That births into disciplines. You're reading your Bible more than you've ever read your Bible. You're praying more than you've ever prayed. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm seeing. And you're positioning yourself for God to use you. In hyphen class, we, first off, Sister Natalie, I don't know where she is at the moment. Sister Natalie, she preached a powerful 20-minute message. And I, I'm thankful for that ministry that she had. And then I just kind of wrapped it up. We sat around talking. We got into testimonies. And you ought to hear what these hyphen kids are doing. Some of them are nannying. And in their nannying, they're reaching their families. Some of their families are committing to come to church here in the next few Sundays and, 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 and into Easter because that's what the book of Acts is all about. There's people that are at their jobs and they're ministering and they're starting to teach Bible studies at their job. That's what some of these young people are doing. They're ministering to the homeless and finding out that there's homeless people that are hungry for the Word of God. That remember some of the things from their past where they were taught, but they've lost track of that. They've lost track of the church, but God puts somebody in their path and it brings them back to what they were taught as a child. Because you train up a child in the way that they should go and when they're old, they shall not depart. There's people who have worked jobs for 15, 16 years and had relationships with people, you know, friendships that go back 20 plus years. And just this year, they're starting to ask, tell me more about this Jesus. Because it's time. The, the, the time is right. This moment is right. What are you going to do about it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. There's a deeper prayer and a deeper fasting that needs to begin to happen. And so this is spur of the moment to y'all and anybody else, but it's not to me. But this is the right moment. We have so much that goes on in this church, and uh, we're thankful for Pastor Ricky and the Spanish church that comes and We've got other things. And, but, but Tuesday night, there's going to be a little bit of work that has to be done in the chapel. So there'll be some people in the chapel. But I'm open this building up starting about 6 o'clock. If you want to come early, we'll make sure it's open. But I'm open this building up about 6 o'clock. And every Tuesday until it stops, this building's going to be open for prayer. It's not going to be organized. 
I'm not going to, I mean, maybe, maybe at some point somebody will say something, lead something, but it's, we just want you to come and pray. Why? Because the hunger's here. The hunger's here. But there's one more push that's got to happen. There's, there's a word, there's a, there's a knowledge that's in this place. You have read your Bible, you're bringing your Bible, there is a knowledge, you're ready. But that prayer is the next step. I promise you, I want you to begin to come. If you can't come on Tuesday, but you can come another day, we'll figure out how to get the church open. We got enough rooms in this building, I'll put you somewhere. But it's going to start Tuesday. Because there's a revival in O'Fallon, in this metro area. There's a revival in, in Missouri. Put up that picture real quick. You got that, Brother uh, uh, Andy? Did y'all get that? What you're seeing right there, and, and the reason I'm doing that, that's a church plant in Monette, Missouri. Brother Buchanan? No. Brother Jones. Brother Jones, pastors in Joplin. Monette doesn't have a church, and so they started a church plant. We got to looking around our building, and we realized we had that pulpit just in storage. And so I asked Brother uh, Lee, I said, hey, find the church that needs a pulpit. We delivered that pulpit to them on Thursday. They're using that today. That picture's from today because God is doing a revival in a city that has not had a church. That's one way Lighthouse to get involved. you just lift your hands right now there's a holy presence of God don't make any promises you don't intend to keep don't promise God anything that you're not going to do but I believe you feel the same unction the same pull the same draw that I do would you talk to him for a moment father so desperate to see the winds of God begin to move in this place I believe you've brought Lighthouse to a place of strength, a place of, of knowledge, a place of ability where we can be a part of this. We can handle the new babes in Christ that begin to come. But Lord, I see as the hands of time tick ever closer to your coming, I'm seeing the hunger that's possessed in this city. It's the pastors, churches that I'm connected to, that I talk to. They're so hungry for your move. They're so tired of this woke, fake Christianity that's plowing into denominations right now. And I've talked to those pastors with tears in our eyes. Lord, I believe it's going to happen in other churches in this area.
I don't know what else to do except just to release. Come on, I'm going to put the mic down. There's no music involved. I've literally taken you as far as I know to take you today. But I invite you to respond as God sees fit. If you're in this place and you want the Holy Ghost, I'll invite you to lift your hands and let the King of Glory begin to flow through you. Musicians, we're done. You can be free to respond. Media team, we're good. Be free to respond. Live stream team, get out of the room if you need to. Let's respond. In Jesus' name.